Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. It is your host, Catherine here. This week, we're talking with Angela Thompson about her experience as a travel social worker. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation for five main reasons. One is as a travel social worker, you can make really good money. Let me tell you. So I did a quick Google search because I needed to confirm that this was actually true before I spill the tea on this with you. So yes, I did a quick Google search and I just searched travel social work and the salaries were so much higher than a regular like social work job doing the same thing or similar things. So I saw salaries for MSW for $80,000. I saw a LCSW for up to $120,000. And these are per year, right? So there is a lot more money to be made for your time. Love that. Also too, this is a good way to get experience in different parts of not only of the nation, but of different parts of the medical setting. So if you are coming from a year of of a certain medical setting and you want to get a different experience, then this is a good way to see, you know, what parts of the hospital would I want to work in or what part of medical social work. But there's also school social work positions and all sorts of different other travel social work jobs as well. It's just the main one that you're going to see is for medical So more money, we like that. More experience, add it to our resume and our skills. Also too, you get to travel. Angela's gonna share about the amazing travel experience she had and I'll be honest, I'm kind of jelly of her. (laughs) She gets to travel to different places and live there and just experience the culture and the life and meet locals. We talked afterwards about how She would go out and just mingle with people. She'd join meetup groups in that area and meet meet new people. And it just sounds like so much fun. So you're able to travel. Next is it's perfect if you are relocating or wanting to relocate or thinking about relocating to another state because this allows you to actually live there and see how it is and see if you like it, if it would be a good fit for you and your family. Or if you are already planning to move to another state, this may be a way that you could get your foot in the door in the local job market by getting a travel social work job. It'll allow you to, you know, get your feet on the ground, move, and really get established in that community while you find a full-time job. And lastly, I like travel social work because there's no more feeling stuck. 
literally you can go anywhere in the nation. You're not stuck. You are never, never stuck. As a social worker, you have so many transferable skills that are vital to the workforce. And we need to be maximizing on those skills and really, really honoring our value that we bring. Because let's be real, your degree was not cheap. Those student loans are no joke. It has taken you years to get to this point, years of work, of school, of your own personal experiences. Let's be real too. You might have your own personal experiences that make you qualified for some of these positions. So you are never, never stuck. If you want to dive deeper into travel social work and you are serious, you're ready to get started and you just want to, or you just want to learn more about the travel social work industry, pick up her book. The link is in the bio and she gives you all of the secrets about how to get started as a travel social worker. This is so valuable. It's going to save you so, so much time. Definitely pick up her book and we're going to listen to a quick ad by our sponsors, the Rise Directory. If you are looking for a clinical supervisor, definitely check out the Rise Directory. If you are a clinical supervisor, we need your representation on the Rise Directory. So with that, let's listen to the ad and we will hop right into the episode. This episode is proudly brought to you by the Rise Directory, a national directory of clinical supervisors who are dedicated to helping the next generation of clinical social workers grow in their clinical skills. The link is in the show notes. Check it out and tell every clinical supervisor you know about this directory. Hello, Angela. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Welcome to the Social Workers Rise podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. I I have been seeing you around on Instagram and I've always, you know, wanted to learn more about travel social work, but I really never knew, you know, where to go or who to ask. So mm-hmm. when I saw you and you're coming out with a book, I was like, oh yes. my gosh, this is my <laughs> chance. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so happy about it. Oh my gosh. So let's start from the beginning. How in the world did you get involved with travel social work? Did you have to have like a special degree or certificate? How does that work? Yes. So I found out about travel social work just doing the online search because um, I was working um, at a hospital at the time and I was kind of feeling a little, just a little overworked, underpaid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there have to be some other opportunities out here. So I, I just searched diligently until I came across travel social work. Um, so I completed the contact information on the website and a recruiter reached out to me. Um, and he told me that I, I need to have my MSW, which I already had, um, and at least a year of medical social work experience. So I came up with my plan. I was like, I'm going to work here at least a year to get the, get the experience. And then I would start traveling. Um, So for travel, yeah, you absolutely need your MSW, at least a year of medical social work experience. And a license would help as well. 
not all assignments require it, but it can make you more marketable. Okay. Yeah, because the job list, the few job listings I've seen for travel social work, they do on LCSW. So I can see how it'd be a little bit easier to to get started with your license. Yes, for sure. Um, when I started, I had my L- MSW in Alabama and Maryland. Um, but my first three assignments were in California and they did not require a California license. But it wow. helped that I had a license. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yes. so, okay. I'm trying to like wrap my mind around this. So you get hired, right? And they say, hey, we want to send you out to California. How long are you, are you on these um, assignments? <laughs> assignment. Yeah. I was like, I don't think it's a mission. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It feels like it sometimes. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so the assignments are usually 13 weeks. Um, so my first assignment was 13 weeks and they asked me to extend for additional 13 weeks. Um, my second assignment ended up being six months and then they asked me to extend an additional six months. So I ended up staying a year, but yeah, typically 13 months is the amount of time, um, the assignments are 13 weeks. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. 13 weeks. Sorry. Three months, 13 weeks. (laughs) Yes. I see. Okay. And then when you're over or when you're on, um, assignment do they pay for your housing or any kind of expenses yes so with your assignment you have the option to accept a housing stipend which is non-taxed um and you get that every week when you get paid which is a perk of travel you get paid every friday um but you also have the option to accept um, company housing um, if you would take company housing, your take home will be less because they will factor that into your package. On my first assignment, I allowed my company to provide housing for me in San Francisco because it's expensive and mm-hmm. I didn't know the area. I was like, I don't want the stress of trying to locate housing. So I allowed them to provide the housing for me. And it was great. They put me in a really nice apartment right by the beach. I was um, in the Pacifica area. Um, so I could walk out of my apartment. I'm right there. That's amazing. Like, oh, I know it was so amazing. And I just could not believe it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to live here and work here. Like it, it was something for sure. So I would say it just depends on the location of your assignment. If you would like to, you know, locate your own housing or if you would want the company to provide it for you to kind of take some of that stress away. Okay. That makes sense. And, and I imagine, it sounds like you got really lucky with your first <laughs> assignment at San Francisco, California. Yes. I imagine not all of the assignments may be that nice. Have, have mm-hmm. you ever had to go somewhere where you were like, Meh, I don't know about this place? Right, yes. Um, so my first three assignments were in California, different parts, and they were all pretty great, except Stockton. The assignment oh. was nice. I enjoyed my coworkers. They were so sweet. Um, but, you know, it's not much to do in that area. So I would have to drive to, like, San Francisco or Oakland on the weekends to kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had an assignment in um, La Plata, Maryland, which is a small area. It's about an hour, hour and a half south of D.C., so it wasn't much going on in that area. So I would have to drive into D.C. to um, 
actually have some fun on the weekends right yeah so it kind of depends you know if you want to take an assignment in a larger city um or you want something you know in the small town area but you have options for sure Mm -hmm. how much how, how much of a choice do they give you so basically when you connect with the recruiter um you can let he or she know that you know, I'm interested in Texas, or I'm interested in Houston, Dallas, certain areas, and they can say if they have something available in those areas for you. Um, if not, they can let you know what they have, and if you're interested, they can submit you for the assignment. Um, yeah, but you can let them know if it's a certain state or city that you're interested in. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And I usually recommend having more than one recruiter, because say one agency doesn't have something available in the area that you like you can try reaching out to a different agency and see what they have available okay and how do we find these agencies i would say you can do a google search you know internet search um but also we have a lot of facebook groups now uh, for travel social work so you can join um, the groups i have them listed in my book and also on my um, instagram page but you can join those facebook groups um, and recruiters post different jobs like every day they're posting um, and people put recommendations in there um, regarding their recruiters so you can reach out to them so there are a lot of more agencies um, providing travel assignments now than when I started back in 2016 I only knew of like two or three agencies and now it's so many okay wow so you've been doing this a long time yeah time has been flying by <laughs> You've just been traveling the country. That's amazing. I know. It's, it's been great. I cannot complain at all. And that's why I just want to, you know, help other people get into this field because they message me and they say, oh, I didn't know travel social work was a thing. Like everyone tells me that. Like, it's a thing. It's real. You should come into the field. <laughs> yes. I know. I wish I, I wish I knew about it when I was younger because now I have a family and a mortgage and it's just it's harder now but if like I mean right out of grad school like no responsibilities I would have been all for it yes yes it's it's a great field it offers a lot of flexibility um so but I say you can travel too with kids and families it just depends on you know what type of lifestyle you want to live and like your overall support system too when it comes to that Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense okay yeah So what is your typical schedule like? I mean, I guess it depends on where you are, but yeah, what's your typical schedule like day to day? Um, So on pretty much most of all of my travel assignments, I work Monday through Friday, um, like 8 to 4.30. Um, It will depends on the assignment. So if you take an assignment, maybe working in the ER, you may have the option to work 312s or 410s, something like that. Um, but most of the assignments I've worked are like Monday through Friday. Um, and I work my assignments three months at a time. Um, and I usually take a month or two off between assignments just to spend time at home. Um, I have a PRN job at a hospital in my hometown. So I work while I'm at home and until I'm ready to take another assignment. Nice. That sounds awesome. Yes, I do enjoy the flexibility because I'm like, oh, I need a break. I'm yeah. Take some time off. 
or even while working the assignment, um, just making sure like if you need some time off that is in your contract before you even start the assignment, you can have those days put in your contract to be off. So that's oh. a good thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you needed to fly home for a special weekend or something. Mm-hmm. It's already approved in your contract. They can, you know, let the agency know that you need to be off X number of days. Oh, wow. It. Yeah. Nice. Yes, so, yes. so how much are you getting paid on these assignments? <laughs> it varies um, just depending on if you're going to take the housing stipend or not, or if, um, if they provide you a rental car or not as well. So they, t- um, they factor all of those things into your package. So it can range, I'll say on the higher end, you can bring home about, Twenty five, twenty six hundred a week after taxes. Depending. That's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, wait, that's like that used to be my monthly income. <laughs> yes, yes, same, same here <laughs> for sure. So yes, it's it has its perks and financially, um, it can be great. You know, paying off debt and just overall changing your lifestyle being able to vacation more yeah yeah that's great so we talked about a lot of really good stuff about travel social work what would you say is the most challenging part of travel social work Mm, I would say just starting a new assignment you can have like those first day jitters because you may have a strong skill set, but you know, every place is different. So just trying to get acclimated to one area that you're living in, as well as the hospital <laughs> that you're working at, um, that can be challenging sometimes. And then having to pack up and leave uh, frequently, mm-hmm. that can be a headache. Um, but I would say overall, the pros outweigh the cons for me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten pushback from employees because you're new or temporary or have, have your coworkers mostly been welcoming? I would say um, I've had a great experience with um, all of the assignments that I've worked. They have been super welcoming and just helpful um, because they want you there for the most part because they're short staff. So it's like, yes, come help us. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for being here. You know, so um, I have not had a bad experience of, you know, being iced out for being a traveler. Okay, that's good. Yes. Um, have you ever had to, or I'm thinking about the topic of uh, when hospital social workers or employees go on strike. So mm-hmm. have you ever been filling in for during that time or would you or you know what do you think about that yes I know it can be very controversial um I had one strike um back in 2020 and it was it was an interesting experience it was a five-day strike um and so also like in my book I have a list of like agencies if that is something that you want to do as far as work working um strike assignments I have a list of those in the book, um, but it pretty much depends, you know, on you. Like, do you feel comfortable stepping into that role or not? Um, but I can say that overall, I felt safe working the strike. 
um, because I know that can be a concern as well as safety. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because there's, I mean, we can, if you're comfortable, we could talk about the controversy about this because we have a lot of uh, newer social workers who may not understand uh, what they might be getting into. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I've just seen on social media, some people say, you can't call yourself a social worker, you know, if you're working the strike and it can get pretty ugly for sure. Um, And I I understand because we want better pay, we want better benefits. So you have to take a stand when it comes to these things. But then on the other end, you know, patients still have to be seen and taken care of as well. So... It's, it's a tough, tough situation. Yeah. So if you do decide to work a strike, just know people might be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might call you call you a scab. Yeah. So just be prepared <laughs> if you're yeah. if you're willing to to go into that venture. Just be prepared for that. It's you know we don't want any surprises around here <laughs> for sure. And I mean. I don't know if it's something, it, it wasn't something that I just broadcast out. Like, I'm going to work this strike. Right. I just kind of <laughs> keep it to myself. Because <laughs> it is, it can get crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, those opportunities are, you know, available. Um, and it can, they, you have to have flexibility too, because the recruiter may hit you up and say, hey, the strike is going to be next week are you available we will fly you out this day so if you're working like a full-time job or you're on assignment then will you be able to take off you know Mm -hmm. to work that um work that strike so yeah it's very last minute that makes sense yeah because you don't typically know about strikes super far in advance Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so it is something to think about okay um so I really want to hear about your book. What? Tell me about your book. Is it like a story? Is it tips? Is it what is it? Tell us. Um, I will say that is it is more so tips. I I tell a little about my personal experience, of course, but I wanted it to be a guide to get you into this field. Like I have a note taking section, so you can take notes as you're reading the book. Um. So I have um, sample contracts, sample skills checklists, um, packing list, note taking guys like once you're on the assignment, things that you want to take note of. Um, also, just tips on self-care. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot in there. Um, just overall, the criteria that you need to start the process, um, building your Um, portfolio so you need to make sure that you have your updated resume that's highlighting your medical social work experience Um, start thinking about references um, because recruiters will reach out to references before you can start an assignment so just making sure that you're you have reliable people to provide that for you Um, even just making sure you have your shot record um, CPR make sure you're certified in that area so I have a list of things that you need to have to start this process. Um, And as far as like me providing coaching, I just want to provide support to travelers because I know how it can be starting this and not having someone to kind of answer questions for you. Because when I started in 2016, I didn't know any other travel social workers. So I felt like I was on my own. 
I was trying to do online research, but really couldn't find anything. I had to kind of look into travel nursing resources. Um, so now that I have this experience, I want to be able to share that with others. That's great. I love that. What what inspired you to write the book? I was just home. I started writing this in January of this year. And I was just like, wow, you know, people, they send me messages on um, social media and they have questions. I'm like, why not put something out there for them to have like a guide? Because I would have loved to have that for myself. So I just started jotting down different things I would have wanted to know as a traveler. And it really just went from there. I love that. That's that's where it starts. I love that, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be super helpful um, for social workers wanting to get into this field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. <laughs> get you a copy. And I have a job. <laughs> yes. Our skills are needed on the road, um, especially like during this pandemic there are so many um, travel assignments available now because we are needed. Yeah. Yep. It's true. And it seems like organizations and companies are starting to recognize that now Mm -hmm. that, Oh shoot. If we had a mental health professional here, it'd be a lot easier on our nursing staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, there's just been so many times where I'll check back in with the nurse and they'll say, you know, how'd the visit go? And I say, oh, you know, I just, um, I let them talk and I let them vent. That way you can do your job a little bit faster. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Exactly. <laughs> it goes a long way. A lot of them, they just want to be heard. So mm-hmm. just being a listening ear, oh, it helps so much. Yeah. But it- yes. Yeah, it helps the patient, helps the nurses, helps the doctors because everyone's on the same page. They have social workers to vent to and to process everything with and to understand. And then if there's more education needed, then, you know, we're able to say, hey, you know, we just need more clarification on this particular part, not the whole thing. Yes, Um, yes, for sure. And then just overall being the problem solvers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like, they say, oh, we don't know the answer to this. Oh, let's find social work. Yep. <laughs> we're like the jack of all trades. They may know, you know. <laughs> yep. I think I recently said that to somebody because they they comment. They said, oh, I didn't know you do that. I said, yeah, you know, anything that's not traditional sur- nursing, you it's probably social work. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that is so true. Yep. That's <laughs> awesome. So, The other thing I was wondering is how does the licensing work? So if we have our MSW um, and we decide to become a travel social worker, is there a way, can we get our supervision Mm -hmm. during these assignments? Yes, you can. Um, That was a concern of mine when I started traveling because I knew I wanted to travel, but I also wanted to get my clinical hours for my LCSW. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to do both? I'm like, I don't want to delay travel because if I keep waiting, it may not happen. So I decided to take the travel route. But um, on my second assignment, I met a social worker there and she said, I can do your supervision for you (laughs) for free. Wow. (laughs) I know. I know. And it it worked out because I ended up being there a year. Then I I left because you can't stay at an assignment over a year without being taxed because they don't consider it. Uh, a travel assignment 
I left and I came back and worked another year there. So I was able to complete like my hours with her. But if that's not the case for everyone, um, I would say talking with your supervisor so that you can get virtual supervision. Because as long as you're, you know, working in a clinical medical setting, you should be able to get your hours from there. And the other thing that I thought of is there's the new RISE directory of Mm -hmm. clinical supervisors. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I would imagine that if you go onto the RISE directory, you could probably find somebody in the state that you're going to be travel um, on your assignment in Mm -hmm. and see if you could find someone to get supervision that way if the company can't offer it. Yeah, I definitely think that could be an option for sure. Um, no, I think that's that's a great option for um, travelers to look into. And the other thing that I was confused about is if you get licensed, say, you said you're in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So if you get licensed in Alabama and you go to another state, is that other is your license still going to be valid there? You have to do um, the application to get like reciprocity. Okay. In that state. So, because um, right now I'm licensed in Texas, Maryland, Alabama, and D.C. So, it's pretty much been the application process. You have to get your um, scores sent over from the um, from ASWB to the licensing board. Um, sometimes they want, you know, proof of like your supervision so you have to get that sent over to them. So it's just the process. And I talk about that in the book as well, things that you would need to um, to become licensed in different states. Okay, awesome. Did you did you make more money when you became licensed? Um I just think over time I just started taking assignments that had a pay increase. Okay. I would say that, but I would say for most assignments, I don't, I don't know if a license would make a difference with the pay mm, as far okay. as having the LC versus like a LMSW um, licensure. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So for those who would be interested in getting starting, where would, where would they go? Like, who do they talk to? How can they even get started? I would say one, just making sure that they're meeting that criteria um, as far as having the medical social work experience and feeling like they are, they have a strong skill set in discharge planning if they are wanting to take assignments within the hospital setting. Because there are other assignment types, like they have home health or, you know, working in behavior health or even working in school social work. So whatever area you're wanting to work in, just making sure that you have that experience and you feel strong in your skill set. Then I would say from there, making sure that you're like joining the Facebook groups, like travel social workers, Facebook group, you have like travel case management, um, join those groups, kind of see what they're talking about, see what the recruiters are posting, um, follow my page <laughs> um, and start building your portfolio like updating your resume, getting your references together, um, getting the items that you would need. So once you connect with the recruiter, you can get those items to them. They can start building your package so they they can start submitting you to um, different assignments. Um, Also having a date in mind that you would want to start. 
because most of the assignments, they want you to start within two or three weeks. So you want to make sure you have some type of date in mind, a game plan. Like, okay, if I'm going to start next month, what's the day I will want to start? Because the recruiter wants to know that so that when they send your information out, they can say this person can start there on this date. Um, but yeah, just kind of shopping around, talking to different recruiters, ha- having an idea of where you may want to take an assignment. Um, if you want to be proactive, you can start applying for a license in that state. Um, because agencies, some will provide reimbursement for your license. So that's something to think about. Mm. And kind of going from there. Yeah. And I imagine, too, this would be helpful if you're planning to even move to a different state because Mm -hmm. if you can get a travel social work job in another state, it allows you that time to get established, to figure out the resources and to search for a more permanent position. Yes, for sure. It can help you kind of figure out what you want to lay roots at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. even just bouncing around you may say wow I really like this city I like this area I can see this being my new home and yeah. there you go yeah oh that's awesome so um so for your coaching program for people who are just getting started how are you able to help them so right now I've been offering like free 15 minute consultations to kind of get an idea well answer questions and get an idea of um where the social worker may be in their career. Um, and also I have a social work readiness assessment. So I would have them take the assessment and we can kind of go from there to say, okay, seems like you may need a little more experience or you may want to consider, okay, if you need more experience, you may want to consider getting a PRN position in the hospital or how can we go about reaching these goals so that we can get you to a travel assignment. And um, just also just providing that support to them throughout the process. If they want to go over their contract with me, um, overall help finding housing, I can put them in the right direction as to what websites to look look into or if they're trying to, you know, get a hotel, making sure that they're talking to the sales rep there and things to say um, as far as that. It sounds like that would just alleviate so much stress and save so much time for someone Mm -hmm. who's looking to just get started. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan because I know it can be so stressful and overwhelming, especially if you feel like you're in it by yourself. So I'm like, I don't want you to make any mistakes that I may have made. Let me be able to support you throughout each process Mm -hmm. until you get to where you want to be. Right. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank where, you. Where can people find you and get in touch with you? They can find me on Instagram at Travel Social Work Coach. Also um, on my website, which is um, astcoaching.net. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Angela Thompson. And I also have a Facebook page, um, Travel Social Work Coach. Um, so if they go on my Instagram, they can go to my bio, my link tree to schedule a free 15 minute consultation. And that's also available on my website. Awesome. Well, you heard it straight from Angela. Go and get your free 15 minute consultation. (laughs) Let's talk. (laughs) Yes, she will take care of you. 
Thank you so much, Angela. Is there anything that we missed or anything that you feel is important we should add? Um, just overall with the book, it will be available December 7th on Amazon. Um, and I will have that link available on my website and on my Instagram page. Yes. And all of these links are in the show notes. So check them out. Check out Angela's links. Check out the Facebook groups. Get in contact with her and schedule your consultation. Um, and let's let's get more travel social workers out there. Yes, you are needed. Yes. Come on over. It's good over here. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much, Angela. I truly appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye. You Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, please open up your iTunes tap the five stars and leave a short note on why you love listening to the Social Workers Rise podcast. Also, if you want to share it on social media, I absolutely love it. You have me fangirling all over you. Take a screenshot and share it and tag me at Social Workers Rise on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, just want to leave a little bit of legal disclosure here that the information, opinions, and recommendations presented in the Social Workers Rise podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done so at your own risk. This podcast should not be used in place of professional advice, therapy, or clinical supervision. And with that, my friends, I'll talk to you next week.